identified. Stand by. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Labricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello. Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Labricubicularist. Today, a very very, perhaps even three very special day. If you have been listening to the last three episodes, you will know what I mean because I have been teasing that I am recording a very special, special? Yeah, I'm making up words. It's that special. A very special Fan Expo 2013 Taranta, or Toronto, if you prefer, edition of the podcast. That is what I'm doing right now, as I speak these words no less. At the top of every show, I do give spoiler warnings. However, on this episode, that would not make sense, so I'm not going to do so. Something that I do, and I'm going to do this time, which does make sense, if you can believe it, is to say that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes because that right there is what helps others find the podcast. Thank you for those who have done so very, very much. Appreciate it. Of course, that leaves us with the last piece of podcast-related business before we hop right in, and that is, of course, today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is Nerdcane Adventures. Once again, today's sponsor is, of course, Nerdcane Adventures. Thank you to him, it, her, perhaps? You never know. Okay, so what I have done here is some very, very unusual things in the sense that I have never done them on the podcast. Step one is that I am not driving. <laughs> I figured that since I'm up goddamn friggin' early on this Sunday morning, last day of Fan Expo, I will record a podcast. Hey, why not, I says to myself, I says. Uh, normally I would record on my drive home. However, the combination of being up early and thinking that sometimes the audio quality when I am driving super, super fast, and that's the only goddamn way I know how to drive... <laughs> Uh, is not great. Audio quality. That is so. I figured, hey, why the hell not? Another thing I've done, which I don't think I've done before, is broken up my little discussion here into uh, days. So I've got some talk from day one, some talk from day two. Sunday, today being day three, I will probably, most likely, I don't know what percentile leap, uh, do some recording when I get home as well, just if uh, anything cool happens on today, although it's like a half day, so you never know. So that's a little, uh, I guess you could say, behind-the-scenes action, which I like to throw out from time to time. Uh, another little uh, little tidbit, pulling back the curtain, if you will, and I'm sitting beside curtains in my hotel room, so, you know, that's something. Is that uh, occasionally during my talk here, I will pause and throw in a little plug. So, Jordan, that is a mental note to yourself to get, uh, if at all possible, 
the sound of Scott Ackerman saying, and now it's time for a little something we like to call plugs. So, get that, and then I will uh, plug something. The reason I'm doing that is because uh, some of the people that I sort of ran into, let's say, uh, have cool, cool things in the nerdy realm which I want others to know about. That's part of the reason for doing this podcast, especially on internet days, which this kind of falls into, in a sense, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. How would I, at this point, jump right the hell in without any further preamble? We did it in under six minutes, according to this little ticker here, so less than six minutes of preamble in a very, very special edition of the podcast. I'm going to mark that down in the win column Friday. So, I drives down to Toronto. Uh, I live in a town that is between... I've I've done it in 20 minutes, driving like a complete maniac with no traffic. Uh, Yesterday, or sorry, Friday, took me not quite two hours, just because stupidly, perhaps, although I didn't really care, drove right during rush hour traffic on Friday morning. If somehow, some way, you are unfamiliar with Nerdcane, what I'm going to want you to do is just pause this. The, the beauty, the majesty of the podcast is that you can pause and resume whenever you like. Right now, we'd like you to pause, perhaps Google for yourself Nerdcane Adventures, and uh, see what I do during these uh, events. Welcome back. What did you think? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can hear what you're saying. Yes. Oh, you do. You do. Mm, no, elephant doesn't taste like chicken. So now that you know what that is, which is basically, why don't I just boil it down, just in case uh, that was not you I was actually talking to, basically, and I feel like I use that word too often, so I will try not to, uh, what I'll do is take a cane, a nerdy cane, and do two things with it. Uh, get nerdy celebrities of various sorts to autograph it. On that note, it's getting pretty goddamn full. And I think perhaps even more importantly, hand the cane over to cosplayers over the course of these various cons, be it Toronto Comic Con or Fan Expo, which are the only two I've ever gone to, and uh, then take a picture with them. So, that's what Nerd Cane Adventures is all about. That's why I'm here. Basically, oh shit, there it is again. No, that and I enjoy the con experience. Hmm, yeah, that that too. Start off as I do, or have done, now three times, yep, regular veteran of the con experience. That is the Adam Carolla self-satisfied sniff, in case you are unfamiliar. Uh, I start off with shooting a little B-roll, just sort of the cane and kind of various uh, locations. For example, quite often when you go to these kind of things, there will be uh, vendors of weapons, (laughs) which is cool. I own quite a number of weapons, never bought one at a con, because then I would have to carry it around, and they frown on that in cons quite often. So uh, what I'll do is ask the vendor of weapons to take my cane and then sort of hang it on the display with all the other weapons and get a picture of that. That's just for an example. 
Another foreign example is perhaps lean the cane jauntily up against the Batmobile. Yes, the goddamn Batmobile. Take a picture of that. You know, B-roll, if you will. I actually, now that I think of it, should perhaps have started this talk with um, the fact that I, because of a combination of reasons, which I will explain, buy for these events the VIP pass. Now, on the one hand, I kind of feel bad for doing that because I get to go ahead of everyone, <laughs> which feels good. At, it feels good, but you also feel a little guilty. Now, it, it's sort of the combination of um, having a not great back that, when waiting in lines, gets sorer and sorer, and you guessed it, sorer. Uh, the longer I just sort of stand there, uh, that combined with not having kids <laughs> and having as you say, disposable income. So it's those sort of two things combined mean that I buy a pass that gets me to the front of every goddamn line in the place. And despite the, pa the fact of being a little embarrassed by this fact, it does kind of give you a sense of power that uh, I find I use wisely because, as they say, with great power comes great responsibility. Actually, that's sort of hence the cane as well, because when I first started going to these things, <laughs> I sound like such a friggin' veteran who's done three of them now, uh, I realized it would be a lot of line standing and my back would not like that. So, I got a goddamn cane, a goddamn nerd cane for people to sign and take pictures with. So, it's not just sort of a random thought that I chose the cane, there is a reason behind it, a total logical Vulcan-like reason. So this uh, VIP pass, uh, it is expensive. I'm not even going to say how much, because again, embarrassing. But uh, when you really want to get your nerd on and don't want to wait in lines, it is a must. It does a combination of many things, which is, say, uh, get you in early, so everyone else will be kind of waiting outside. All the... I feel like you could even look at it as saying, like, the diehard would do anything to get into this thing. Uh, nerds, so it makes me feel bad, because I am a nerd, but do this and am not sort of out there sticking with the rest of them like I perhaps should be. But the back, people, the back, please, please, don't yell at me because of it. Uh, another thing it does is you get access to a sort of VIP lounge, which is, I don't know, it's a bunch of comfy chairs. There's a couch, um, water. I had some, uh, you know, those little sesame snaps. Yep, I had one of those in there. Pretty... VIP, I suppose. But for me, first and foremost, is that uh, last year they did not even have this pass. Uh, it did not exist. And to get all the autographs that I did, I probably spent over the course of the weekend, if I had to guess, 12 hours or so just standing in line. And by the end of the weekend, I could barely walk. Just incredibly hurting all over. So... Uh, this pass, you sort of go to the quote-unquote VIP services, which I, I will say, and I did give them a little plug in Nerdcane Adventures, super, super nice people, uh, so incredibly helpful. They'll basically, you'll go over there and say, oh, I'd like to get, uh, say, David Hasselhoff's autograph, you would say to them, perhaps, and then they would take you over there and put you to the front of the line. So it's kind of funny because I do feel bad doing it. If I was waiting in this line and saw some asshole come and get to the front of the line, um, I would not be happy about it. 
That being said, the fact that I have a cane, a couple of times I heard people, like, start out angry and then say, oh, he has a cane. <laughs> Which is, to me, very amusing because I don't technically need a cane. It's just the old back is an old back. So, there you go. Uh, okay, what else? Going to move back into my notes. I do take the odd note. So, uh, basically... Oh, god damn, basically. Basically, what I like to do, and will often do, is get there, give the entire con sort of a, a once walkover, almost, almost briefly-like, and take in the sights and sounds. And then from that point on, I'll usually sort of pick a spot, or a series of spots, more accurately, and then stand there. And then as people walk by in cosplay, I'll say, hey, do you mind if I get a picture? And then they'll say yes, and I'll, then I'll say, do you mind if uh, you hold my nerdy cane in your picture? And then they'll quite often say yes with a laugh, as in, why the hell would I do that? I say, it will make sense in, in a minute. <laughs> I take their picture and then give them a little business card that I had made up with sort of the website, Nerd Cane Adventures which basically explains why that made sense, what they did. Quite often they uh, seem to be very impressed with all the autographs, and uh, actually on the other side of the card, I did a double-sided business card, is the sort of link and info for this podcast. So spreading it around a little bit, I like it. What I've done here is what I think I did for Toronto Comic Con, the podcast that I recorded, is uh, wrote down some of the people that I kind of interacted with, and uh, we will see what we will see, or rather hear, because this is an audio-only format. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, I haven't um, written down every single person I came in contact with, because that would be nigh impossible, because there's so goddamn many. Uh, what I plan to do, actually, when I do... I probably will record some when I get home, just because... Um, I want to give a sort of final tally of how many pictures I took, because it will be a great number. This is Jordan from the future. The number ended up being 399, I shit you not. Um, yeah. Back at it. And it almost feels like every con experience I have almost doubles the amount of pictures of the previous one. So uh, that is not a trend that I can keep up. I think this will be the biggest, and I can't see myself ever doing too much more than I've done this time, because it's a goddamn lot. You will see. First folk that I have written down here is Multiple Man and Wolverine. The reason I wrote these guys down is because they were the first that I actually uh, recognized from previous cons. That's sort of always a, a cool experience that it seems to happen quite frequently, that the more you attend these sorts of things, the more both A, you recognize people, and two, they uh, recognize you. So it's a, it's kind of a cool little experience. It's almost like a, a community building. I can feel it. Yeah. Some of my first pictures were of Harley Quinn. The reason some of my first pictures are, were, are, was, er, were of people cosplaying as Harley Quinn is because I do believe if there was sort of a official tally of most cosplayed cosplay, huh, uh, it would be Harley Quinn. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because Harley Quinn is easy on the eyes. 
despite the fact that <laughs> I just said that about a cartoon character. What the hell? Hey, Bugs Bunny in dress. Not too shabby either while we're on the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the fact that there's a lot of them out there, not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so thank you to all the Quins that I got to pictures of. Uh, this fan expo, I think I saw the very best example of Adventure Time cosplay that I have ever seen. There was a Finn and a Jake, of course. Uh, there was a Fire Princess. Princess Bubblegum, I do believe. What's the guy's name with the lemon head? I can't remember. Uh, I haven't watched season four yet of Adventure Time, so... Jordan, make a mental note of that to watch it. On that note, uh, shortly after that, I met up with a uh, lumpy space princess, <laughs> also from Adventure Time, which, to a great amusement of myself and anger <laughs> and resentment and confusion of the misses, I do a spot-on lumpy space princess impression, I do believe. I'm going to attempt to do it here. I'm, I'm Lumpy Space Princess. Don't you know who I am? Princess Bubblegum said I could. Oh, no. Not again. I'm the Lumpy Space Princess. Let me in. Get out of my way. Uh, I did that impression for the Lumpy Space Princess, and she laughed, which I assume means it is a good impression? <laughs> Question mark at the end of that sentence? I next met up with a Chell, Chell from the Portal series, which was another very uh, popular cosplay this year, it seemed. Uh, I seem to recall maybe one or two of the last couple of times, but probably into the double digits this time. Which, uh, that's a cool cosplay because they all had that friggin' Portal gun, and man, I want one of those. Jordan, mental note to look to buy one of those Portal guns. Mm, maybe save up because you have no money left. Okay, uh, quite a number of demons. The thing about demon cosplay is that I don't usually know where they for, uh, know where they are from. Just on that note, uh, I always kind of feel bad, but I don't think I should, technically, that, uh, some of the cosplayers that I get photos with Nerd Kane of, uh, I don't always know what they are cosplaying of, and I, I kind of feel like, oh, maybe I should only get pictures if I know who they are, but no, I'm just in it for the S&Gs, or shits and giggles, so uh, I don't think it's a huge thing, but I do kind of feel that little, oh man, I wish I knew who, who this was, because, for the secondary reason, that when I post all these many, many, many pictures onto the uh, Nerdcade website, as well as on Facebook, I'll caption every single picture. Every single goddamn picture. And I'll caption it with uh, very many things, but quite often with, here's a picture of Nurkane and blah blah blah, uh, Batman, for example. And if I don't know who it is, I cannot say that. Huh? You with me? Uh, I think... Next, met up with a group of knights... Uh, the knights were funny because stayed in character the whole time and had with them a quote-unquote squire who they were bossing around pretty good. Uh, quite often cosplayers will have someone with them not cosplaying to carry all their shit. <laughs> so this just sort of emphasized that point very much. and I liked it, so I wrote it down and mentioned it right now. Oh, okay, well, 
The next person met up with is the first example of someone I am going to have a plug for. It was a Lady Deadpool and I think a bit of a pro when it comes to the cosplaying scene. So what I'm going to do is make a sound and then you will hear, hopefully, if I can find it, Scott Ackerman saying, and now it's a little time for something for plugs. And uh, I will give her a plug when I get home and have, you know, internet and things at my disposal to give her a proper plug is my plan. There you go. That was the sound. It's a little something we call plugs. Come on and show me your plugs. I want to know what you're doing. Thank you, um, plugs theme that I totally 100% legally downloaded. Uh, and inserted there. Yes, that happened. Uh, Lady Deadpool, or as you may know her, a Miss Phoenix Targaryen. I'm going to spell that for you, just because that's the kind of guy I am. It is spelled Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X. Yeah, I like that. Last name, T-A-R-G-A-R-Y-E-N. Uh, check out her Facebook page. I just did. Very, very impressive. She apparently is in the biz of looking very, very good in cosplay. Um, recommend it for that reason alone. However, she also gave me a card for something called Adela Clothing Latex and Cosplay. So this, from the sounds of it, is a company that makes cosplay gear, such as this lady Deadpool was wearing cosplay specifically in the sort of latexy, shiny, shiny, I want to feel um, milieu, let's call it. So, that will conclude that plug. Check those both out. Why don't you? I can't think of a reason. Back in to the talking of other things. Okay, so next, uh, I quite often do not or at least feel like I do not have time to go to panels at these things. Panels, if you are unfamiliar, are basically you'll just go into a little room, someone will be up on a stage with a microphone, and talk about things. In this case, there was one I really wanted to go to, and, well, did. It was the cast of the Electric Playground did a panel. So, front row, not center, but front row, I uh, made it into that one. That was the only one I did over the course of the whole weekend, which explains the abundance of pictures and autographs, I do suppose. But uh, glad I made this one. It was very fun. Uh, started off with kind of cool. The entire cast stood up at the front and then took pictures of the the crowd. So we were taking pictures of them. They were taking pictures of us. Very, very cool. After that happens, they made their way down to the EB Games booth, which had a giant booth this year, which is sort of fitting. They talk video games. They had their quote-unquote booth out of the EB Games area, so it made sense. Uh, gave everyone an opportunity to get up close and personal and meet them all. So that is just what we did. What I did. What Nerd Kane and I did. What I did was to hand Nerd Kane over to each and every one of them and get a little picture so you can uh, head on over and see that. First ended up talking with uh, Raju. Super, super nice guy. 
probably talked to, talked with him the longest, and this line was one of the slowest lines ever. But the reason that is, is because these folks were so incredibly nice that they really, really take their time and talk individually, one-on-one, -on -one, as if they actually care. What? Which makes sense, because if you are familiar with sort of, let's call him the leader of these folks, Mr. Victor Lucas, uh, he has sort of the life theory, let's call it, of don't be a dick. <laughs> which I'm a big fan of, as you know, if you are listening to this for the first time, perhaps you don't know, I end every podcast with, it's nice to be nice to the nice, so that is a philosophy I can definitely get behind. So it makes sense that these folks were nice. Raju actually mentioned that he was thinking of starting a podcast because he saw my shirt. Oh, I about mentioned that. Uh, I had a bunch of shirts made that have the sort of podcast logo on it, because why not? Little little plugs in there, wherever I can get them. Uh, so the only advice I gave him is that you should do a podcast for the reason that you want to do a podcast, not because you want to be famous or not because you want to make money, just because it's something you think you will enjoy doing, which is why I do this one. Hey, there you go. Uh, next, moved on to Sean. Sean <laughs> was actually pretty funny. Uh, made a joke about Oh, do you want me to sign this cane? I'm like, no, no, just the picture's fine. And then he said, oh, so just really famous people get to sign it? <laughs> yes. Next, moved on to Marissa, who took a super adorable picture, I will say. Very, very nice as well. And unbeknownst to her, when I moved on to my picture next with Steve, Steve Tilly, he took a nerd cane and pantomimed beating in Marissa's head with said cane. <laughs> uh, some good pictures there, some good pictures. Lastly, moved on to Mr. Victor Lucas, who uh, I just sort of let know that the very first, well, the only podcast that I've ever been to a taping of, other than my own, was his last year at Fan Expo. He's got a podcast. Why not give it a plug? It's a little something we call plugs. Come on and show me your plugs. I wanna know what you're doing. Plug. It is called Vic's Basement. Uh, I do listen to it every week, and it is pretty goddamn awesome. It is, I think, the only non-like full-flight comedy podcast that I listen to. Uh, highly recommend it. So I let him know that the sort of going to his recording of that podcast was a bit of a kick in the pants for me to start this one, and just give him a little thank you. So felt good to do so, up close and personal, if you will. Okay, so moving on to heading back out and getting some more picks. Picks specifically, or pacifically, if you're an idiot, uh, with a Miss Caitlin Smith. Caitlin Smith, I will say, was one of the, f no, no, the first cosplayer that ever remembered having her picture taken with Nerd Kane, so she will always have a special place in my heart. Actually have become quote-unquote friends on Facebook, so what I'm going to do for her, because she is so incredibly nice, is give her a plug right here. It's a little something we call plugs. Come on and show me your plugs. I wanna know what you're doing. Caitlin, or if you prefer, her Facebook name cat09 lives recommend you check out her facebook page just for the reason that a get to see some of the awesome cosplay she has done over the years including i believe it was my first fan expo 
2012. Uh, she was my favorite Batwoman. Batwoman. <laughs> Catwoman. Sorry. B's and C's. I get those confused. Because she did the sort of uh, Arkham version of Catwoman, and I was sort of blown away by that. Combine that fact with being incredibly nice. I'm just going to read her little about here. Uh, cosplay by Cat. That's K-A-T. Artist. Former musician, newfound writer, and all-around hobbyist. Custom whips for cosplay, horseplay, or your play. I did not realize that she's in the whip-making business. I will perhaps be nicer to her next time I see her. So, uh, thank you very much. And just on the sort of note of being nerdy and being nice means we should spread the love among one another. So, uh, go over, check it out, give her a like. Why not? I can't think of a reason this time either. And don't try to, because we don't have time to think of reasons for things. <laughs> Plug completed. Yeah, uh, always takes amazing picture. Her, uh, I believe she's always there with her sister, as well as a couple of friends. Love getting pictures of them and just sort of saying hi for now the third time. So thank you to that. She is probably my favorite. Yep, there you go. Said it. Okay. Got quite a number of pictures with steampunk folks. Steampunk? Steampunk? Always very cool. Uh, I enjoy the, the look and feel of steampunk stuff. And kind of think that uh, Nerd Kane has a bit of a steampunk look and vibe to it. So I always sort of mention that when I hand it over to a steampunker. And they usually give a, a polite nod and smile, so I assume I'm somewhat correct. Next, I moved into, and this is sort of a another new experience for me, and for many, many others as far as cons, this fan expo had the introduction of an entire, basically, wing of sports-related stuff. The nerds were not happy when this news came out. I don't think that it went too bad. I do not think that there was ever a sort of all-out battle between nerds and jocks <laughs> at this event, although that would have been pretty cool because this would be an instance where we would definitely kick some ease uh, just by sheer numbers alone, and the fact that a lot of our cosplays have giant goddamn weapons, so take that, jocks. That being said, some of the shit just walking around the sports thing because I wanted to see everything, uh, there was some cool stuff. Definitely A number one was uh, Upper Deck, if you know Upper Deck. They make um, sports cards. I used to just call them baseball cards, but I, I suppose they could be for hockey or whatever. And you could get your very own personalized playing card. Playing card, yeah, that's what they call them. I actually have a bunch. I have a Mario Lemieux rookie card. wonder what that is worth. Could have potentially asked someone there. Did not do so. Anyways, what I did, as I do, for example, uh, at last Fan Expo, you had the opportunity to sit on the Game of Thrones throne, the Iron Throne. So what I did was uh, throw Nerdcane up on that throne and got a picture. This time... Uh, threw Nerd Kane up in front of the old screen, and now he has his own official Upper Deck playing card. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. Picture of that available in the adventures. Have a look. Let me know what you think. 
was fun. We'll admit it. Okay, so last thing for day one. Oh, Jesus, I should probably speed this up a bit. Last thing for day one is, of course, a little autographing. Yeah, kind of have, got to get a little, got to get my autograph on. Come on. I got three on day one. Number one of the con was for Mr. James Hong. James Hong. James Hong. I can guarantee goddamn friggin' tea. You know who this is. You may not recognize the name. He's kind of one of those actors that, although the name may not ring any bells, as soon as you get a look at him, and you can do so within Nerd Can Adventures, you will know who I mean. He has been in so many movies. He probably, if you look at his IMDb page, you will just be blown away with the amount of movies he has done. Probably my favorite is uh, Big Trouble in Little China. On that note, because I like to, when I remember anyways, to give ratings for movies when I mention them, 5 out of 5. No questions. Hands down. Awesome movie. Highly recommend. Go see it. Next, I moved on to Mr. Dean Kane. No relation to Nerd Kane, of course. Hmm. Hmm. Joke. There. Pause for comedy. Dean Cain, who uh, I definitely think, for me, is my favorite live-action Superman of all time. I was a big Lois and Clark fan. I have it on DVD. He was super incredibly nice. Uh, just sort of a little funny tidbit there is every single autograph on Nerd Kane has always been in black ink. However, the very, very first non-black ink autograph is from Mr. Dean Kane, and it is in blue, and he drew a little Superman emblem. So that is friggin' just blew my mind. He was actually one of the nicest ones, I think, that I ran into. Next moved on to the last autograph of the day, and my last thing I did of day one, Friday, and that was, come on people, an autograph with Mr. George Takei himself. Yes, Sulu. <laughs> his, uh, uh, his was fun too, just because well, uh, first off, strange, because I get up there, I'm about to get my auto, I'm about to get my autograph, uh, they're about to put me at the front of the line, as they do, as I explained, and, uh, I'm a little flummoxed, just because about to meet George K. So I look beside me, and, uh, I see my ex. <laughs> so, that was odd, and off-putting, but, uh, good to see her nonetheless. Uh, hello, just in case, on the, I didn't give her a card, actually. I should have maybe done that. Uh, just in case you're listening. Hello, Charlene. Good to see you. <laughs> uh, sorry I didn't stay in chat, but I was flummoxed by about to meet George Decay and seeing you, who I have not seen in years. When I did get up there, got his autograph. He was incredibly nice. I said, you are a gentleman and a scholar. I got from him the patented George Decay laugh with... <laughs> Yes, I am both those things. <laughs> so that was sort of the perfect end to a perfect day. I need... Oh, I know what to do. I have uh, saved already a transition sound, which I will put right here to indicate that that is day one complete, and we'll move on into day two. Haha, <laughs> that makes sense even. I like sense making. Transition. Let the day two talk commence. 
what I decided to do with day two is rather than rather than waste any time or take the chance that I missed it, uh, went right to the autographing area and got all of my autographs. Got them all done by noon, which blew my mind. And the only reason that it even took that long was just because some of the celebs who I wanted their autograph did not show up until later. So, uh, once again, a strong thanks to the VIP services people for making that happen. I would not have friggin' half the pictures I got without you folks. So, hey, there you go. Uh, first autograph I got of the day was Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, who is probably one of the most wanted of me by me autographs that I have ever wanted. And now I have it. Huge, huge, huge Firefly fan, obviously. Have you listened to this podcast? Jeez. Was a big fan of his run on Buffy and just uh, will eventually, at some point, watch Castle. Although I'm kind of a binge watcher, so I'm uh, going to wait for it to be off the air, to be honest, because uh, I don't like waiting for things. Patience is a virtue that I do not have when it comes to television. Next, moved on to Mr. Richard Dean Anderson. Just sort of a funny coincidence. Last Fan Expo, I was watching on, watching on uh, Netflix... The television show Sliders, which I used to watch when it was on the air and then sort of rewatch from the beginning on Netflix. Thank you to them. And I was, I don't know, maybe, maybe halfway through. And then I found out that none other than Mr. John Rice Davies was going to be at Fan Expo. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm watching the show and one of the stars of the show is going to be there. That's, that's weird that uh, the, uh, that, that happened. <laughs> what a coincidence. This time, I am currently about five or six, I can't remember, seasons into Stargate SG-1. I uh, got it on DVD, amazing deal, Amazon deal of the day. Highly recommend signing up for that. And uh, so I'm watching that, and then I find out that Mr. Richard Dean Anderson, star of the show, is going to be coming. So uh, it almost feels like whatever show I am currently watching the stars of the show are going to show up at Fanex. That is strangeness. Just on that note, I do watch um, The Nerdist on BBC Canada, America. So, you know, keep that in mind. Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick just <laughs> friggin' comes up on this podcast way too much. He is my most sought-after autograph for Nerd Kane, uh, period. End of sentence. So, there you go. You have been warned. Uh, Richard T. Henderson was funny because he said, as quite often people do when they autograph him, oh, did you make this? <laughs> to which, uh, I'm kind of surprised at how quickly I came up with this. I said, yeah, I MacGyvered it. <laughs> uh, which got actually a good laugh out of him. I like getting a laugh out of these guys and uh, seem to have a somewhat good track rep record of doing so. So, good stuff. Next, move on to Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols, incredibly kind and nice as well. Got a very, very good picture of her. Of all these people, but the, she's got one where she's holding it, smiling right into the camera. Thank you to her. Next, moved on to Ron Perlman, who also very nice. Freaking huge, that guy. I didn't realize how big he was. Hands the size of um, big 
examples of big things. Next, moved on to Stan the Man Lee. Stan Lee always, well, the two times I have seen him at fan expos, at the two fan expos I have been to, always has the longest line. So the fact that I could cut right in front of it, combination of an amazing feeling and feeling bad for those waiting in this line, sorry. But the back, people, the back. Didn't really say much, but seemed to be enjoying his time there, I suppose. And uh, a lot, a great quantity of the photos that Nerd Kane takes with cosplayers would not exist were it not for Stan the Man Lee. So cool to get his autograph on the old Kane. Last autograph of the day and of the con was none other than Mr. David Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff, another one of those sort of incredibly kind, very, very animated Seemed to be super happy to be there, which perhaps he is, I don't know. Anything's possible, although sitting there all day and signing stuff doesn't seem like something that would be fun, but maybe meeting all these people is, now that you think about it. Hmm. I think it would take, it takes a certain kind of personality to really enjoy that experience, and he seemed to have it, so thank you for making it feel like you enjoyed your time hanging out with Nerd Game, Mr. Hoff. Mr. The Hoff. Now, if I ever go to Germany, and I could just probably show your autograph and get whatever I want. Lovely. Lastly, as far as autographs go, I was going to get Hulk Hogan's autograph. That was a plan. He was on my list. <sighs> However, Nerdcan and I apparently have very bad luck when it comes to Hulks of any sort. If you... If you perused through the pictures from Fan Expo 2012, you will see some of Lou Ferrigno dressed as a woman. The reason I did that is because he was a jerk. <laughs> he had posted what he would normally charge for an autograph. I says to him, I says, uh, oh, okay, what would you charge me to sign my cane? And for some reason, the price doubled. So I said to him, thank you and have a good day and walked on. Now, in this case... It didn't quite go down as badly as that. It was just that uh, the price for Hulk Hogan's autograph was basically already double what everyone else's was. So I decided against it. That being said, I think that for some reason within the sports world, autographs are worth more. Because when you look at the... Uh, they had available the prices for photo ops online. And it seemed to me that all the prices for photo ops with the sports folk were sort of on average more than for the nerdy folk, which to me makes absolutely no sense, of course. But uh, maybe from their point of view, it's sort of what they're used to getting. So take my not getting Hulk Hogan's autograph because it was too expensive with a grain of salt. Okay? He's not the jerk that Lou Ferrigno was. He's perhaps just setting his prices where they normally are, okay? It's nice to be nice to the nice. I don't like to say bad things if they are not 100% accurate, okay? Okay. Okay, so that concludes our autographs. Let's move on to some of our cosplayers. Stop by the Ghostbusters of Canada booth. Very, very interesting. Like It's like a guild almost. Uh, this was another case of 
having a picture taken with people in Nerd Kane who have had their picture taken with him before, so that was kind of cool. Uh, had Nerd Kane take a photo with someone cosplaying as GLaDOS from the Portal series. She was uh, really cool, because if you know who GLaDOS is, it is not a human, or human-shaped. So she has, was sort of like Gladys-type colors. The reason I liked her was because she kind of stayed in character and talked robot, <laughs> robot-like, which was kind of a little freaky when you saw her. Uh, ran into four different relatives of mine, so that was strange. It's always strange, well, I say always, and it almost never happens, when you are at one of these things with hundreds of thousands of people and then see people that you know. So, hello to everyone that that happened to, all relatives. Uh, quite a number of pictures with Zatanna's. Zatanna's another very popular cosplay for women, and I think because, the same reason as Harley Quinn is, easy on the eyes. So, I like that one. The other reason I like that one is that uh, Zatanna holding the cane sort of seems fitting for some reason. It always almost seems like part of the costume, the cosplay. Catwoman, same deal, many, many different Catwoman. And that sort of brings up the point of Catwoman, Harley Quinn, a lot of Poison Ivies, that Batman girl cosplays are hands down the most popular, which is kind of interesting and made me think that how would you do cosplay of non-Batman related villains? Like, for example, Superman. Is there any women bad guys. There's not really, is there? If there is, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure there is. It's just they are not sort of as uh, obvious, I guess, is a word. Oh, I have a note here about professional cosplayer versus amateur. I like both. I like getting pictures with both. And to me, it doesn't really matter whether you're doing it just for fun or you're doing it because you are at least potentially getting paid or want to get paid to do so. Uh, they're both amazing. I love you all. Girl Lokis. Oh yeah, that was one. I believe they call it uh, crossplay, which is where a man will dress as a woman character or vice versa. And a lot of the examples, she's probably five or six I saw, were of females dressed as Loki. So I wonder why Loki specifically gets that treatment, it seems, more than others. Curious. Uh, you know what I like to do from time to time? in fact, often, is to get a little audience participation. So, if you have any thoughts on that subject, or any others for that matter, you can email me to the address provided in the closing credits. I will get back to you. That is the, that is the Liberal Cube guarantee. Or you can tweet at me. I am Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. Would love to hear from you. Something else that I always enjoy is that quite often cosplayers will have giant huge weapons. Weapons that sometimes are bigger than them themselves. So I was like a good picture of a cosplayer, a giant, huge, dwarfed by nothing weapon in one hand, and then Nerdcane in the other hand. <laughs> so that was a good little, uh, little juxtaposition, I suppose you would call it. Another sort of, I don't, don't know if I go common, but yeah, let's go common cosplay element is uh, masks and, to a lesser degree, contacts, lenses. That is, quite often people, I think probably your prime example are Deadpools, but it could be anything, wear those sort of skin-tight masks. And I always feel weird because it's like, 
I know they can see me, but I, I kind of like feel that they can't see anything, and it's it makes makes it awkward to like hand them the cane, give them my little business card at the end. I'm, I'm like kind of waving it in their face constantly. It feels like same goes with contact lenses that make people's eyes crazy. I always kind of find myself doing the same thing, although in the back of my mind, knowing that they can actually see fine. <laughs> there was a point where I got a picture with a sort of spot-on, like crazy spot-on red skull. And if you Google right now, red skull, because for some reason you don't know what he looks like, it looks exactly like that. And he was funny because, uh, typical guy, he's a, he's a red skull, but he has a man underneath. And there was, as there is quite often, half-naked cosplayers walking by, and uh, he got a good look. To which I got a picture of Red Skull getting a good look at half-naked cosplayers. Lovely. Speaking of... Ooh, segue. Yeah. Love a good segue. That was my nickname in high school, the Segway King. Makes no sense. Quite often, the half-naked cosplayers, I will obviously get a picture of them and their cane. And it always seems to, as I describe it, open up the floodgates. So they'll be walking by... I'll say, oh, do you mind if I get a picture? Do you mind holding my nerdy cane while I take your picture? To which I have, in three cons, only once had a no request, and it was from, like, an older couple who were maybe just in a hurry, I don't know. But still, that's literally hundreds of people asked for pictures, one no. So that kind of gives you a little more confidence to ask, which sometimes it takes me a little bit to sort of get into the groove of asking people, because I... I don't necessarily like that part of it. I almost wish they would come up to me, which is why I always say, if you see me, or more accurately, if you see Nerd Kane, come up, get a picture with him. He loves it. Anyways, what I was saying was uh, opening the floodgates. So I'll ask these ladies for a picture, and then as soon as I do, it's like friggin' ten other guys will swarm over, see her posing for the picture, and ask for a picture as well. So... <laughs> Uh, I kind of feel bad that I have stopped them, which have opened the floodgates for others to take pictures, and then they're stuck there for at least a couple of minutes. But uh, that's that's part of cosplaying, I do believe, is the desire to have your picture taken. Hmm? That's a that that could I, I could put a question mark on the end of that sentence. Is that part of the reason for scantily clad cosplayers? Is because they want their picture taken? Hmm. Curious, curious. My, my guess would be yes, but uh, you never know. If you are a scantily clad cosplayer, uh, I don't know, let me know. Drop me a line, perhaps with a picture. <laughs> you know, might as well, while you're doing it. Next, moved on to a hexadecimal in Mike the TV uh, from the television show Reboot. Reboot was one of my favorite TV shows. So I have it on DVD. Yeah, yeah, I have it on DVD. It was, I believe, the very first 3D animated television show. Just, you know, period. It was. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's true. Canadian made, too, so that's always a little, little pride there. And uh, on top of those two things, very, very good. Well-written combination of sort of jokes and things for the adults, as well as, I imagine, being interesting for the kids as well. Mike the TV always uh, quite often got a laugh out of me. He was super, super annoying on the TV show. <laughs> I uh, accidentally called Mike the TV Bob a couple of times. 
because Bob was the name of the main character from the show. So felt like a bit of an idiot. One of the sort of cool picks I got towards the end of this day was with, as I refer to him, Giant Batman. There's a guy who, three times I have seen him now, dresses as Batman, but I believe wears... No, I never actually looked at his feet. I believe wears shoes that make him incredibly tall. He's 6'10". I heard because someone asked him, oh man, how tall are you? I'm sure he gets that a lot. So with this costume on, he is 6'10". One of the most impressive Batman cosplays you will ever see, and always constantly being stopped, asked for pictures. This this year I got some very good ones where he is holding Nerdcane menacingly. Uh, something sort of cool on that note is the thought that I will hand Nerdcane to these cosplayers, get a picture with them, and quite often, as when the floodgates open, like it did here, many, many other people will be taking pictures at the same time. So, there exists out there now hundreds, I would potentially say, pictures on other people's cameras and phones of cosplayers with Nerdcane in the picture. So that thought tickles me to no end. Well, to an end, but a very, very far away end. Okay, so last thing I did on Saturday is very, very interesting. I have brought up from time to time on podcasts the idea of nerdy cross-pollination. To me, that means people, quite often specifically, definitely in my case, nerds, getting together and sort of sharing thoughts and ideas and perhaps most importantly, audiences. So for the final time of this Saturday, anyways, I'm going to place here one additional plug, a very, very important plug, for the reason that this is sort of a prime example, I do believe, of nerdy cross-pollination and the sharing, the intermingling, if you will, of audiences specifically, in this case, nerdy cosplay-related audiences, hey, it's a good thing, as Martha Stewart said. Why do I know that? I do not know. Plug, theme, engage. It's a little something we call plugs. Come on and show me your plugs. I want to know what you're doing. So this was a very, actually, interesting experience for me, just even for the reason that I got to see someone who takes pictures um, in the same vein as I do, however, on a much, much, I'm going to go ahead and throw in an extra much more professional level than I do. He's got equipment, for example, whereas I am using an iPhone. He finds um, nice areas, perhaps outside, such as these pictures, and um, sets up um, models and uh, lighting and takes things like that into consideration. Whereas I'm an idiot with a phone, taking pictures with a nerdy cane. So uh, it was very, very cool to sort of see behind the scenes. I am, of course, referring to... Draw it out a little bit for dramatic tension. Cosplayers Canada. Yes, the one, the only, Cosplayers Canada. Very, very exciting. They have a Facebook page, as you do nowadays. And I uh, have been a fan of it uh, over the course of my con experiences. So what I decided to do is contact Cosplayers Canada 
Mm -hmm. specifically the curator of that site, as well as Facebook page, as well as Flickr page, as well as his own website and blog, and just see if perhaps he would like to get a little nerdy cross-pollination action between his audience and mine. Uh, so that's just what we're doing. He took a couple of pictures professionally, um, good-looking-ly pictures of Nerdcane, and uh, is going to post them to his site with uh, links to my sites. And I am doing the same, as well as doing this plug right now that I am speaking. The words of, <laughs> when you look at his pictures and look at mine, it is apples and oranges. That being said, I'm doing mine for SNGs, or shits and giggles, whereas he is uh, on a much more professional level. But uh, I think there's room for both of us, and I think uh, the good thing about what we're doing is that our audiences definitely, easily, you can see, have a lot of sort of co-mingling with one another. So, uh, looking forward to this pollination of the nerdy variety, and perhaps... Uh, similar things in the future. So thank you to him. Uh, I will be placing plugs within the description of this episode as well. Hey, why not? And there's some in uh, Nerdcane Adventures itself. Thank you for that plug completed. <coughs> and uh, also, now that I think about it, not only plug completed, but day two completed. Moving on with a uh, little transition to uh, day three. Transition! Hello again! I am at home. That is nice. And I like it. Uh, not too, too much, sort of, I guess, as predicted to talk about as far as Sunday at Fan Expo. I went there about 9, left around 11.30, took pictures, as I do, but that is pretty much it, so I will not have a great amount to say about it. What I will do is what I have done all other days and basically kind of just go through the pictures that I looked at and see if anything pops up. That is a plan. That is my plan. That is what I'm going to do. Spent quite a bit of time in front of the Doctor Who Society of Canada area. Lots of cool people there and because Doctor Who has turned into probably my most favoritist of shows, it was cool to get some pics there including of including of quite a number of Daleks, specifically ones that kind of uh, drive around and talk and move and have their plungers and stuff. So, uh, so that was cool. I uh, chose for my spot this time areas in which people coming into the con basically had to walk by in order to enter. So that made it kind of easy. Something I didn't do this time is make my way to the... Oh, I always get this backwards. Make my way to the north building, sort of the main building, I would consider it, because I knew I wasn't going to be there for too long, combined with the fact that the previous day, people were stuck in that building and could not leave, just because of sort of great swaths of humanity trying to leave at the same time, and it would take them hours and hours and hours of waiting in line, and that's to leave. That's not to get in, that's to leave. There was pissed off people, let me tell you. Uh, I didn't care, because I was just hanging around, so... Yay that. Yay relaxing and not having to move. A uh, couple good examples today, although I didn't get pictures per se, because I don't really like asking in this case. 
of like uh, parents and their kids in cosplay. Uh, I feel kind of weird asking for pictures in that case, so I never really do. Some some of the pictures I have are just sort of that as an example in the background. Like I'm looking at one here of a father daughter. Uh, the father is dressed as Scarecrow from Batman, and the daughter's dressed as Catwoman. So it's uh, pretty pretty adorables. And uh, now that sort of nerd is turning into a thing. Let's call it. Uh, it's nice to see that sort of thing happen more often. I uh, ran into a couple of guys dressed as uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee from two different movies, two different uh, guys, two different cosplays. One of them did a picture in which he did the full flight splits on the floor. And looking at this picture now is painting me in the groin. Ow. I uh, ran into a Leela. Leela from Futurama. She had a uh, brain slug on her head. Nice, nice. I wonder if she decided on that cosplay before or after she learned that uh, Katie Seagal, unfortunately, did not make it this year. Sad. Double sort of sadness that she didn't come, well, for quite a number of reasons. One is that I wanted to definitely get her autograph, but obviously unable to do so. The other is that the missus is a huge, huge, huge Katie Seagal fan from her work on uh, Sons of Anarchy, which one day I will watch, but have not seen yet, because I am a binge watcher, as I believe I have perhaps mentioned. It's a really good Bioshock Infinite cosplay. Oh shoot, what are their names? <laughs> the girl and the guy. Those two. Spot on. Uh, here's one of... Girls with big boobs and big weapons, huh? That's that's really what you're aiming for. <laughs> this one was good. It was a uh, pimp-type guy, so I handed him Nerd Cane, and now it is a pimped Nerd Cane, officially. Uh, one set of young girls very much enjoyed James Marster's autograph on Nerd Cane, and were kind of drooling all over that a bit, so... That was amusing to me, I think. Oh, there's a Duff Man, Powdered Toast Man. Okay, well, that's that's a good uh, good example there. I find it easier, for, I guess, sort of obvious reasons, to go up to the ladies and ask them for pictures with Nerd Cane as opposed to the guys, just because it seems kind of weird for a middle-aged man to go up to other middle-aged men and ask for pictures, whereas... If it's a girl, it seems to make slightly more sense. But I do try to get, from time to time, some pictures for the ladies as well. Which this powdered toast man is an example of. I think that will do it, other than the fact to say that I ended this sort of series of pictures with a picture of Nerd Kane riding, or I guess perhaps more accurately driving, Kit kit from the television show Knight Rider. So uh, just to sort of wrap everything up, I guess if I could, with some thank yous. How about this episode of the Lackadaisical Liberal Cubicleist podcast will have quite a number of plugs. Those are thank yous in themselves. However, I just want to say sort of a general thank you to everybody who got a picture, uh, everyone who was super, super nice, and it is very much appreciated. Let's, why don't I, have the very, very last thank you go out to the missus. Yeah, she is upstairs, I believe, having a nap right now. Does not listen to this podcast, damn her. So she will not hear this thank you. Hmm. 
Uh, the thank you, though, is for letting me do this kind of stuff without um, saying, no, don't go waste your money on that. No, no, never once mentioned so. That is nice of her, and I appreciate it. That will, as it does every single time I do a podcast, have an ending. And this will be it. One final thing to say. And that is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.